terrified. Well, I would be too. Um, have you ever seen terror? Have you ever seen fear? When's the last time you were utterly uh, mortified? The, the word here, terror, is from the word phobeomai, which means phobia. And you're, you're nervous about it. Um, so I, I, I got to coach uh, this past weekend in a, in a baseball tournament. And um, I, was, I was the third base coach. And the signs basically go like this. There's an indicator. And I say, if I, if I you know, touch my earlobe, that's the indicator. Whatever is the next sign, whatever I do after that, that's the sign that's going to work. And so we have it to where I, if I hit my, my earlobe and I touch my legs, you, you're going to steal, right? You steal with your legs. And then if, you, if I want you to bunt, I hit my earlobe and I go like this because you bunt with your hands, right? And then if I want you to take one or don't swing at a pitch, I hit my earlobe and I, and I just kind of touch my face because you take with your face, right? And so there's this kid. This kid's up there, Riley. He's awesome. Uh, he's up there, and this 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 huge guy. I mean, I wanted to check his birth uh, birth certificate. I mean, this guy was not 12. I mean, he was he was yeah, he was like 19, right? Um, you know, you're thinking this is Danny Almonte. If you know that, no, no, I'm kidding. That was a little league reference. That, yeah, um, but he's up there and he's just throwing pellets. I mean, he's he's letting it rip. And he is not throwing strikes, and they're everywhere, right? And uh, so Riley's up there, and so I, you know, I looked at him, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I like, all right, Riley, here we go, here we go." That means take a pitch, don't swing, right? And so he's up there, and he's like, kind of, you know, he's kind of nervous, and uh, he doesn't swing, great, right? And then uh, he, you know, I say, "Okay, well that worked, one zero, so I'm going to give him another one, right?" So you know, I touch my face take and uh so there he is and uh it's another ball and he, it's 2-0 right it's great 2-0 and then the manager uh of the other team sees something about his pitcher that wasn't right so he comes out and i say hey riley come over here and he's like he's like okay coach uh hey uh he looks at me he goes i don't know how to tell you this but i just can't do it anymore <laughs> i said i said what he goes, I can't do it anymore. I can't take, uh, I can't take uh, again. I can't. I just, I'm too scared. I'm like, what do you mean? You just took two pitches. He goes, no, I know, but you want me to take one, right? Take one for the team? I said, wait, wait. You thought I was asking you to get hit by that guy? I said, no, no. I mean, this is like the greatest player manager has ever had, right? All year, every time I've given Riley the take sign, it's like, all right, just get in there and just take one for the team, right? No, don't swing, right? You saw it on his face. He was mortified. Coach, I just can't do it. I can't do it again. I can't take one. I can't do this again. We're changed, I think, in those moments of being terrified. We are utterly changed. We experience things that we've never experienced. And I think in these moments, we have a decision to make. Uh, what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with that fear? And I think some of us, uh, we decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this. I'm going to walk towards it. Others of us, you know, we said, no way. I don't want anything to do with that. And 
I love this because God comes to them uh, with comfort. When we, when we sing Christmas carols about comfort and joy, um, in those moments, in the moment, I believe, for these shepherds, here were the, the loving words of, of God through his angel. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Some of you need to hear that this morning. Some of you are, you know, life has hit. Things um, have happened in your life, and you've told me. And I think you need to hear this word from this angel that says, Do not be afraid. When God is coming to you and he's working in you, some of us are terrified. God comes to us and, he, and, he, and he's calling us to do things. Some of, some of you, maybe even this morning, God is saying to you, um, Hey, I am real. And yes, this will change your life. You've only been this enlightened, scientific, logical mind. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to believe. I'm going to come to you and I'm, I'm going to have you believe in the supernatural. And you need to hear this. Don't be afraid. Because you know what? This good news, this gospel truth that will come to you will cause what? Great joy. What's the joy? The joy is that you, what? You might have a relationship with the God of the universe. God is coming to these shepherds and telling them, hey, you can have a relationship. Uh, I am a God that's not about religion. I'm not just about power. I'm not just about my own glory. I am about coming to my people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then not only one, not only two, but then he pulls the curtain back even farther, right? Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. What do the shepherds see? Worship. Sometimes the best evangelism is when people that don't know the Lord come in and they worship. They watch you sing um, to the God of the universe. That you are you are singing about something that is greater than yourself. Excuse me. And that is exactly what's happening here. <clears throat> Glory to God in the highest, the angels are singing and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests when the angels had left them and gone into heaven and this is this is the beauty of it the shepherds said to one another and and this is this is the question what's your response going to be when the lord comes and and the curtain is pulled back and you see maybe you've seen it through through uh you know your friends or you see them worship you see god you see god move and the question is, what's your response going to be? And the shepherds say, okay, we've got to go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has
has told us about. Your life is going to change. Everything is going to be different. You know, my, this past week I talked to my buddy Travis, who I went to elementary school. He's a firefighter here in town. And I tell you what, this, this and I've talked about him before, but his life was utterly changed uh, three years ago where uh, he saw the Lord in ways he, and he, and he saw it through his buddy, and it was a mutual friend of my Chris, his name was Chris Rubio. And Chris and his wife reached out to Travis, and God was, a, or, or Travis was able to see God through Chris. And he was, he was calling me because we were talking about ministry, and he goes, hey, here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to have this toy drive for these kids. And he goes, Frank, I, I feel like I've just been um, oppressed. I feel like, the, I feel like um, Satan is coming after me. I said, well, what do you mean exactly? What, what is it? What do you, what do you, I mean, what's going on? He, he's a fireman. And he goes, you know, I had a baby that uh, uh, was not breathing. That was, I intubated this kid. And... You know, it was obviously he was on, um, he was, you know, during work hours, obviously, with other firemen around, but other people around. And he's like saving this kid's life. And while he does, while he's doing it, um, he, he starts to pray, right? He, while he's trying to save this kid and intubate this, he starts to pray for this child. And he starts to pray for this child, and he says, In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, please save this child right and the child was saved and it was great you know what happened is someone heard that a fireman in hillsborough county had prayed in the name of the lord jesus christ and he got brought up to kind of downtown and said hey we hear you're on you know you're it's during work hours and you're praying in the name of jesus christ you know, we we're, we're firemen. We're you know we're, we're county workers. Uh, we can't be promoting us you know a particular religion. Um, and he just wanted prayer because he feels that he is utterly attacked. And you know, when when you have a guy that is, has been changed, and when God changes somebody, and he's made a decision because he made the decision, I am going to go to Bethlehem. I am. I'm going to go to Bethlehem. I'm going to see about this thing which the Lord has told us about. See, what's happening here is, is, the, um, is the shepherds are, are being transformed. And we're seeing conversion happen in this passage. They are being changed. And for some of you, this is what God um, wants for you. And he is calling to you. You cannot run away from him anymore. He will hunt you down. And your life is, is, is being called into this transformation. And what he's saying is, no, I want you to go. I want you to go to Bethlehem. I want you to seek this child. I want you to seek a relationship with Jesus. Your, what, your life will utterly be changed. Here's a guy who is living La Vida Loca in Tampa for the past, you know, 40 years. And, you know, boom. God comes and he's changed and he's brought up because he prayed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he didn't get fired. 
But he says, you know, Frank, I don't know how to not talk about the Lord, particularly in this line of work. I don't know how to do it. I think I'm going to get fired. <laughs> because I just, I mean, it's, it's who I am. He has been utterly transformed. So what, so what, do, the, what do the shepherds do after that? They hurry off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And here are shepherds, and they're coming to, to see what this king, glory to God in the highest, and there, there he is lying in, the, you know, can there be a more humble um, position than lying in a manger, a baby king? But because they have been changed, this is verse 17, and this is the response. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told uh, what had been told them about this child. When their, when their lives were changed, when they, when they recognized the transformation that had gone on inside of them, God showed, uh, made the invisible uh, visible what happened. He says, uh, or, or, or the, the, the shepherds say, you know what we have to do? I got to tell people. I cannot, I cannot keep my mouth closed. I know we're going to have Christmas supper. I know family's going to be in town. I know no one wants to talk about religion. But when you're changed, I cannot not talk about this. And for some of us, you know what? We have been changed, but there's something about the shepherds and their response it's something, uh, there's something about being around someone who has just been transformed that sometimes when you, get, you, when you get churched or you get Christianized, you lose. You lose your zeal. And it's just another Christmas story. It's just another story. And, and so when you've been changed and you see Jesus and, and you've been in His presence, the only response that makes sense is what? I got to tell other people. I mean, when you see something, when you've had an experience that has utterly changed you, you cannot help but say it. And so let me ask you this. Who are you telling? When they had seen him, they what? They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. I mean, how many Christmas parties have you been to already? How many socials have you been to already? Um, concerning what the holiday season. And here is the holiday story, the Christmas story. And you know what? They spread the word. They told, um, they, they just told people that they interacted with. What would it mean for you to do that? What would it mean for you to, you know, this, this next week say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a step of faith here. Because I'm not going to think about myself. I'm going to think about what God has done for me. I'm not going to think about the weird social interaction that could happen. I'm going to think about what God did for me. I'm going to just say it. I'm just going to what? I'm, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. You know, when you do that, God will use it. I promise you he will. I promise you God will use it. Because you know what? You cannot please God unless you use faith. That's what Hebrews tells us. 
It's impossible to please God without faith. And faith is believing in Him more than you believe in yourself. Believing in what you cannot see. And to share a news or news about an invisible God that was made visible to you um, is beautiful. And it's the way um, that we see all throughout Scripture that the, that the gospel is spread. You are Christ's ambassador. You are the means by which God wants to spread his story. Are you doing it? Are you just being faithful in sharing the, the story of Jesus? And look at verse 18. Imagine you share, you share the story, and then 18 happens. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Imagine you get to be the shepherds and watch people be amazed about what you just said. So you miss out on this when you decide not to share the gospel. When you, shot, when you decide not to share or not to tell other people, you miss out on this. Because can, can there be anything more encouraging than verse 18 for those of us that know the Lord? I don't think so. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20. And then here we go. The shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And here's the life that we're called to live. A life of worship and a life of mission. I mean, when we interact and we see Jesus and he moves in us, this is the story of the gospel. That we are utterly changed. That the shepherds are returning. They're glorifying God and praising God. They're singing what? They're singing the doxology. That's what they do. And when we do that, we're right in the middle of, of the heart of God. And so as you think about the shepherds this morning, as you think about uh, what does it mean um, that the gospel reaches all people, even these shepherds, um, what does that do to your heart? Hopefully, that uh, warms your heart to evangelism, that you might share um, God's gospel uh, with one another. As you think about this, let's, uh, let's ask God to sear it on our hearts and pray um, uh, this morning. Let's pray.